0: Welcome to
1: Accounting High. Ego gets in the way every step along the way. If something's getting in your way, usually it's yourself. You're pointing the finger at somebody else, where you're pointing three fingers right back at yourself. When you're blaming clients for things or blaming staff, that is definitely where ego's getting in the way.
2: Class, it's the guide, please take a seat. Step into this unique guidance session, navigate with me. It's the capital SO yes, I'm fresh C double O T. apostrophe? Okay, our apostrophe, you see. The show is intended to guide you with advice. vision, goals on mission, it's time accounting. High yeah, this profession. I think they in the mood for some fun and inspiration. Hell okay. yeah. Okay. What up, Scott? Gotta lead with ambition. What's that? Greed? You gotta grab your attention. Intention? And it's gotta be abundant. Public accountants? In unexpected places, we ask for your attention. Conversations about the state of the profession. Emotional intelligence, atomic habits in a bundle. Infinite game, Rye Holiday, we stay humble. Find your purpose in class with tech apps. Jedi mindsets, James Ash has got your back. For Hells to discuss her vision for the profession. Evolution conversation with Jeff Wilson II. And I'm gonna continue to put the rap down with impact now and if you're active listening mind the imagination gap now yeah janitor scott coming to you live from the closet with a bucket and a mop so find a cozy spot we all want financial freedom a-c-c-o-u-n-t-i-n-g-h-i-g-h preach putting this course together sit back relax open your mind classes in session guidance class at accounting high it's guidance class at accounting high and um it's guidance monday and accounting high show so tune in to the next episode. Introducing the star of our show,
1: Scott Scarano and Twyla Verhels.
2: We're going to have a problem here.
1: Today's book, I've titled a Palette cleanser or a segue between our two books that we're both reading. This is a book that I've read that I wanna share. I think it's a great segue and a bridge between both books because there's a lot of similar universal principles, theories, truths that we're tapping into what it means to be human, a human with a purpose. What is this book that we're doing today?
0: I feel like I'm like a sponsored ad here all of a sudden.
1: And now a word from our sponsor.
0: (laughs) This book is Ego is the Enemy.
1: Ego is the enemy, and the author has this tattooed on his arm. Ego is the enemy. It's that important to him. Ryan Holiday. I have a a series of his books. I absolutely love it, but this one in particular I thought hit me at a good time in in life. life. The Ego is the Enemy. I mean, that says it all, but you said you read a couple summaries of it. Give me your take initially of what this is.
0: Let me share with you what I know about the book so far, having not read it and intentionally didn't read anything beyond the summaries, knowing that we would do this style where you share with myself and the audience what you learned from this book and your takeaways. But what I heard so far from the summaries is that this is about your biggest enemy being yourself and that you're more likely to be what gets in the way than anything else. And that in some cases, there's examples throughout the book of CEOs that they've either learned this lesson or they didn't learn this lesson Mm -hmm. and the results or the impact that they had actually kind of stems back to the fact that they were in their own way, whether that was in their head or thinking that they knew everything already and that they didn't have more to learn and that got in the way. So that becomes the barrier to growth, to success, to hitting the goals and the achievements that you're looking to achieve.
1: Yeah, we are our own barriers. We get in our own ways in business and in life. And a lot of the times, if you can identify that and frame it the right way, then you can learn from it. And we're always learning, continually learning. A lot of good P words in this book too. And he's intentional (laughs) about all of it. He's not as upfront or in your face as me and Nicole are, but he talks about patience, poise, and purpose, not having passion. And I'll get into that, but I think our society in general, we promote a lot of ego boosters to where we're worried that people are depressed. We're worried that they have low self-worth. There's a lot of things that we do to help push somebody's ego. And I think that there has to be that healthy balance of understanding. I think early days for somebody that still has a lot to learn, I think you do need some ego boosts. It's good to be proud of stuff, but pride is the enemy is what he says in this book. It's good to be passionate about something that you want to do, that you love to do, but passion without purpose is empty and it doesn't lead to success. So there's a lot of things that we promote. You know, I'm, I'm, you notice I'm, all, I'm using all, only P words, the things that I'm talking about here, but <laughs> there's a lot of things that we promote that as you dive deeper, they are good in and of itself, but they're not the reason and they are things that we should be mindful of. So let's get into it. First, let's lay this out. Ego is the enemy, the unhealthy belief in our own importance. That's how he defines ego. Breaks it out into three components. Aspire, success, and failure. And in each of those phases, ego is the enemy. Aspire, early phases. Success, after you've reached the peak or you can see the peak. And then inevitable failures for anybody and all the ways that ego plays in to really corrupt the mind and your path forward. The reason I say this is a bridge book is because in all aspects of this, he really taps into the process, the scorecard, the things that you can do to get out of your own head, to get out of your own way. And a lot of that taps into the fundamentals of atomic habits. So I'm going to probably relay that in as I'm talking about this book because I saw a lot of similarities and also a ton of similarities in our future book that we're going to do infinite game. We're both in the middle of reading it again and I get more out of it the second time. Like I said, first time it's habits, <laughs> this, that's going to be a great one. Stay tuned. So first phase aspire. I link in this to the Dunning Kruger effect. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you ever seen that or have I ever mentioned it? It's a it's a little chart that's like gives you the phases of growth, I guess. I don't even know what it's displaying, but in the early stages, you're at the peak of Mount Stupid with extra confidence, thinking that you know everything, not listening to anybody because you know it all. Then as you learn more, you realize you're in this valley of despair. Or that's that's what they labeled the downside of that. And you know that you don't know anything, but yet you lose all confidence and you have no faith that you can even get there then you're this rise of plateau of sustainability i think in the early stages aspire reminded me of the peak of mount stupid right so he talks about becoming a student and learning and not being too passionate about things and having purpose over passion getting out of your own head losing touch with reality i think that happens to a lot of people that are really trying to build something or do something is they lose touch with the reality of things because they get really tunneled in. I can definitely relate to that. One of the cures to all three of these phases is finding someone else. So he brings in a quote from Frank Shamrock, which was a UFC fighter, but he said something very prophetic. It's great. There's a quote in there, but I use this for each phase. So you need to find your plus, minus, and equals in life and business. I link in this to running an accounting firm and what I've done in my journey and that's community finding your plus minus and equals. So your plus is somebody that is better than you that you can learn from. So your mentor minus is somebody lesser that you can teach to be a mentor to someone else. And then you need somebody equal to run with the challenge themselves and you that are basically at your level. And it again, like at each stage is different phases. So when you're in that aspire phase where you're getting in your own way and you're getting in your own head, you need somebody that could bring you back to reality, that can coach you, that can help you, that can mentor. So finding a coach, that is a way. I mean, anything that can get you out of your own head and get out of your own ego, out of your own way, is going to help. So always finding people and needing that help. I think a lot of us get into the trouble of being too self-sufficient and not delegating and thinking that we can do everything ourselves, thinking that we have these superpowers, especially in a firm. I've done this myself and you can make a lot of money doing that, but you're not going to be happy and you're going to be working endless hours, crazy amounts of work trying to keep everybody else happy because you have all the answers and you know how to do everything. So finding somebody that can help coach you that has already Gotten past that. What are your initial reactions to some of this?
0: Well, first, I love the plus minus equals that you share because I think that that's an important part of community is that you do have somebody that's walked even a half step before you to learn from. The value in having somebody who is maybe a half step or more behind you and what you can share with them, not only is that giving back, but it actually reinforces what you already know and what you've already learned. And they say that one of the best ways to reinforce your knowledge is to teach it. Mm -hmm. And that becomes that piece of it. Somebody that's also right where you're at. I love thinking about that because that's your peer group that you can really lean into in terms of having that safe space to land. There's less likely to be some ego in play there because you are at the same You're not trying to like keep up with somebody. You're not trying to showcase to somebody something that they can learn from. Instead, it's that equal ground. So I really love that. I'm curious to know, I think I mentioned this right before we started recording, is does the author speak at all about the differences between men and women and where they spend time on this, what did you call it, the (laughs) peak of stupid?
1: No, he doesn't distinguish, but he brings a lot of examples. So the book is told... uh, Definitely differently than, and I'm starting to see the structure of some of these books that we're reading. This one is a lot of theory and stories as concrete examples and people. A lot of women in the examples, Well, one of the bits that I just read in the failure phase, which we haven't got there, was uh, Catherine Graham, who was just a mother of three. She was somebody that was thrust into a position that she wasn't equipped to handle. And because she sought out a lot of help and assistance, she got better and grew into her own. Angela Merkel is another one that he brings up that was a prime example of somebody that has no ego, that has went her whole life not doing the typical things that you would see leaders do. She's the head of Germany. I honestly didn't see the gender because that doesn't jump out to me like it does to you. And so that would be important to bring up. And that's why you're the balancing act on a lot of these things. <laughs> so,
0: Well, I think for my own, even myself, I go into this spot of times when I can think of myself, whether you call it ego or not, things that are have prevented me from starting. And I'm sure a lot of people and women can relate to this, where you almost feel like I don't even have the ability or I don't have the knowledge or I don't have the experience and that you don't even start something and that that gets in the way. But I'll be honest to say that there's other times when I've learned the hard way that I was getting in the way, that I did have an ego and I thought I've got this figured out and I don't need to learn more or be absorbing more or, or connecting with people who are also on this trajectory because I'm two, two 10, 20 steps ahead of them mm-hmm. and that that blocked my learning and my growth or the impact that I had. So I think there's both there. I think sometimes I see more so women become non-starters because they don't have the confidence or don't believe that they're good enough or all these things that people and, and women are good at creating barriers to even just getting something started or taking something to the next level. And in other cases where you almost get the traction and then you get this confidence. And if you're not careful, it takes you too far. And that then becomes a different barrier than the non-starter barrier.
1: That's really good that you brought that up because that's the difference between even getting into the phase where ego becomes the enemy. Because if you have zero ego, zero ego is great, but meek is, is the example that I would use. People who feel like they are lesser and then society has made them feel that way where they don't even have the confidence to need to be humble. They don't have that overconfidence to be in that Aspire phase, that initial growth phase where they can't even get there. That's where they need the encouragement. They need the passion. They need that self-esteem boost. They need that ego injection almost to get there. And then you need to take it away. That's where you've got the balance because then it becomes the enemy once you have too much of it. So. Right. I think the biggest thing there is, is also like entitlements and understanding what I was given being a white male that I was able to get to the phases of aspire and success easily. You have the humility and the understanding to know that it wasn't me that got me there. It was my privilege, and how I was born with and what I was handed. And that's something that definitely comes up again and again for me and how i'm humbled to know that i was born into a society that made it easier for me made a lot of things easier for me allowed me to make a lot of mistakes and have a lot of failures only because i was able to succeed in the first place and that's a really important distinguishing factor of why i was drawn to this book to begin with i need to knock myself down a few pegs in all phases along the way so this leads pretty good into success And how ego is the enemy of success too. In that phase where we've made it to the top of the mountain and we feel like we could stop learning. This is also where we lose grasp on our habits and the processes that got us there in the first place. So any of those phases along the way of Atomic Habits, building the right habits to become successful. Once you taste that success, you feel like you may know it all. And you don't need to do a lot of those fundamentals anymore (laughs) that's going to lead to failure we can get to the failure phase but it's very important to keep a strong hold on the fundamentals that got us there that checklist that i'm keeping up with every day i'm reminded every day too if i miss a day on that that i wouldn't feel as good as i do now and i wouldn't have a sobering touch with reality if i wasn't keeping up with those very small things so that's very important Always be a student, regardless of where we are. This is the plus phase. This is where I link in the plus part of that, where we need somebody that still is better than us. We need that more so when we succeed than when we're aspiring. And not use that as an, a way to be envious, but to see them as a worthy rival. That's what they talk about in Infinite Game. We'll get to what we'll get to <laughs> defining that phrase. Stay tuned. But somebody that you can aspire to still even after success there's always going to be somebody better than us and I think tapping into that it's important to identify that person and seek out the help there is plenty of people out there that can help us succeed in running a better firm I've I've done this plenty of times and I'm still doing it always it's not good it's not healthy to surround yourself with people that you're just mentoring because then you hit a ceiling I felt like I did that with the pageant folks, you know, people that I definitely was helping. I was definitely helping them along their way, but I also felt like I knew it all. And I felt like I didn't have to really learn anymore because I've done this. That really got in my way for a number of years. So sobriety, open-mindedness, organization, and purpose, that stabilizes us along that journey. As we get toward the top, you want to get stabilized. You want to be grounded or buoyant. You know, not get too stuck on the highs and then as we get into failure, not get too stuck on the lows. Facts are better than fables is something I wrote there. Understanding the facts of our situation and not the story that we tell ourselves on how we got there. And that's a sobering moment to understand that for some people, it was because of their privilege, because of the way that they look and got them to where they are, the way that they were born and their gender too. So understanding what's the priority, what's important. And again, he talks about entitlements, control, and paranoia are things that definitely get in our way and definitely ego is in the way there. The belief in our own importance. That's basically the definition of ego. Managing ourselves, managing our great qualities, doing all of that and and keeping up with our habits. So beware of the disease of me. That's something that Pat Riley says, the ex-coach of the Lakers. He had to deal with a lot of egos in his day. He's got a lot of insight in there. He talks about a lot of good coaches and CEOs. This was the issue with Jobs. Jobs learned from it. You know, he he got fired from Apple. He definitely (laughs) got in his own way. He definitely talks about people like Steve Jobs or Kanye West that have these swollen egos Got in their way. Kanye West is still dealing with it. I think he's a musical (laughs) genius, but he gets in his own way every step along the way. Steve Jobs did learn from it, but ultimately Steve Jobs died because of his ego because he thought he could beat cancer. He thought he could eat his way out of it by eating fruit. He would probably still be alive today if his ego didn't get in the way. He definitely got his own way, but he'd also proven a lot of these phases and how ego can get in your way, but also you can get past that by. Being grounded. I've always said my feet are on the ground, my head's in the clouds, and I live somewhere in the middle of there.
0: I just want to even pause you just for a moment because there's a couple of things you keep sharing some golden <laughs> nuggets that I want to touch on. But yeah,
1: you got to stop me because I I think, I'll just keep going.
0: <laughs> I think we spoke about this last time with the other book was around awareness, and what I'm hearing loud and clear between your words and your sentences is there's a lot of awareness and intention required to keep somebody in a spot of that ego not getting in the way that they don't become a barrier to themselves. And I would suspect that human nature would, there'd be times when we veer off course, whether that's with habits, we talked about that last time, or Mm -hmm. with veering off course with, I got this figured out and have these Kanye West moments of having a big head or saying something that's not going to serve ourselves or our team or where we're going. And that we get in our way. And I think the biggest thing is we probably will all veer off track, but how do we become aware to bring ourselves back to it? Because even those people that you noted, the females specifically you're talking about, how they had success and that they didn't allow ego to get in their way, I suspect they had moments that it did. And one of the things that I'm hearing a lot in the accounting profession With respect to growth, isn't so much that people feel like they know everything, but more so that they're trying to scale their team and grow and delegate so that they're not like the epicenter of everything that happens inside of their firm. And it just got me thinking about, is there some ego at play there? Because if I go back to my firm days, I will humbly say there was Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. terms of I'm the only one who can do this and I'm the one who can do this best. Can somebody else actually do it that it's not you doing it, but they do it well enough that it still keeps going and now it's not you doing it. So I think there's potentially even some ego in there that isn't necessarily recognized by firm owners or accountants as ego, but that that could be part of what's preventing them from the growth of their firm or delegating to their team.
1: Yeah. I think if you take any part along the way, you can probably draw direct line to where ego is probably getting in the way. And it's just framing those things and understanding them and being self-aware of them to know how to improve. Because if something's getting in your way, usually it's yourself. You could be pointing the finger at everybody. And that's absolutely where you need to point the finger at yourself. I've, I've said that a lot too. And there's a quote where it's like, you're pointing the finger at somebody else, where well, you're pointing three fingers right back at yourself. And that's when you're blaming clients for things or blaming staff. That is definitely where ego's getting in the way. And he talks about self-awareness and he talks about, you basically captured it before I even got to that phase. It's the enemy of what came before and what's happening now and what's coming next. Ego gets in the way every step along the way. Don't be decided by others don't be decided by yourself either. Don't let others define who you are and be careful not to define yourself in a vacuum without the input of others, without that. Um, It says a monk is separate from all and in harmony with all at the same time. So meditate on that one.
0: Yeah, I was literally just looking up and, and thinking about like... So a monk, say it again for me.
1: A monk is separate by all and in harmony with all at the same time. Separate from all and in harmony with all at the same time. And all could mean environment, the earth, the people, everything. It's removing the ego out of that equation and becoming one with all, all and all get I out of the equation and become a we.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the phrases that you hear often is that there's no I in team, Uh meaning like to take I out of it or myself out of it and instead think of it as us. Us, I believe, is us. And that's collaborative, everyone, inclusive of all, right? That's how I think of us.
1: So failure, all along the way, We're all going to experience a lot of failure. And the point of this is that ego really gets in the way of failure because we're so defined by our successes. So for somebody that has experienced a lot of success, once they get that setback, it becomes the end of the world for them. They're very external about it and they're blaming all other circumstances. They're pointing at everybody else and they're so defined by their successes that they can't even define themselves when they fail. It becomes the death of them in a lot of cases. If jobs let this get in the way, then he wouldn't have come back to Apple and succeeded too. So I think this is where things started changing and he started framing. This does talk about that. in this phase of the book talks about a lot of the setbacks and ego makes us unprepared for the losses and the falls that we inevitably are going to experience. That's an increased self-awareness. Helps with that. This plays right into the infinite game too because for somebody that has an infinite mindset, it's not about a short-term win or a loss. They know and they get excited when they lose or when something, when there's a setback. Setbacks make them happy. Let's tackle this. Let's figure out a way around this and make everything stronger, make everything better so it's almost anticipated. And that infinite mindset is a very communal mindset too because you know you need others to help you get beyond that setback that finite mindset is i got us here i can get us out i'll figure it out usually it spirals downward and it continues to spiral purpose poise and patience is what he talks about in this phase as well not pity and not passion so the truth cannot be hidden as well. This is a lot of times where the truth comes out during failures. And as you're trying to tell yourself the story about why you succeeded and then the truth eventually comes out, the truth in this case for a lot of people, it doesn't set them free. It destroys them if they're so tied to the story that they told themselves on what success meant or how they succeeded. Then it's a grounding reality. And sometimes it takes failure for people to get it and to get there. You can't hide the truth. I want to just ask something
0: about the failure spot, because when I think about failure, I think of in the moment of failure or what feels like failure, because I agree with where we're going with the infinite game that we shouldn't even necessarily frame it as failure, more so as part of the game or part of Mm -hmm. the journey. But Mm -hmm. when I think about something that feels like failure, that's probably pulling in a bit of the Brene Brown book that we'll do later. But there's this happened because of you, meaning like you being the general, like it wasn't me. It was somebody else that caused this failure the flip side of the second one of being this happened because of me and then this can even revert us back to the non-starters of i knew i shouldn't have done this i knew i wasn't good enough to try this i knew that i wouldn't be successful at this so it's like me and comes back to me or the third one being why did this happen And what are my takeaways from this? And I like to think of this as what so. So when you talked about the stories, stripping away the stories, I think of what so, meaning what actually happened? Because sometimes we have, well, he or she did this, and that's what happened. The client... The person that left on your team, whatever your spouse, <laughs> or there's the I knew I shouldn't have, and that you start to say I'm terrible at doing this, I suck at that, I don't have these skills. Even can go in so far as I'm a terrible person, I never succeed at anything. Like is that what's so? You start telling a lot of stories to yourself in that second scenario, or you can get to the truth moments of. Here's what actually happened. And I like even doing that in success moments because you could take that to what happened in success. Well, this, I was successful because you did something or I was successful because this is where ego can get in the way. I'm good at everything and I don't have anything more to learn. I can hang out here now and I'll continue to be successful because I've got this. Or the third being, well, what actually brought me to this moment? And this is where Atomic Habits comes in of like, what did you do to get there? And who supported you in this?
1: Blame the process.
0: Or look back on the process and know that in Atomic Habits, he talks about no success is the result of something that happened that didn't lead you there. It's not an overnight success, even though it often looks like it. And so what happened to bring me to this moment of a success, and how am I going to take my learnings of what brought me here to get me to there? And so in both cases, you can use those three types of... I have three choices right now. I can blame somebody else. I can let ego or, in some cases, my lack of ego impact it, or I can actually analyze what happened and how I'm going to either learn from that and and make a different result or learn from that and have a bigger impact.
1: I love that. That is almost exactly the next line that i was about to go over you did it like you nailed it right at the pinnacle so it's and that's tying into atomic habits again with the after action review type where it's what went well what didn't go well and what can you improve and reflecting on that and maintaining your own scorecard of the process and what parts of the process need to change so it's not one person And that one person is not you or somebody else. It's not an external force that caused you to fail or to succeed. It was parts of the process along the way that inevitably is going to lead to both successes and failures because as you continue to reflect and learn, and Ron Baker talks about after-action reviews a lot in framing of like projects and pricing and ways to not have to focus on time, but those after-action reviews provide us with learning points and ways to improve moving forward finding joys in the processes is very stabilizing and sobering and wins and losses won't consume you you're going to have a lot more consistency and i think that ties into both atomic habits and infinite game very well and that's why this book is a great segue or bridge between the two it's um learning that it's not us and it's not somebody else, but it's the processes that we've picked up along the way. And it's a lot of different pieces, but being very sober in all of that and understanding that you can't get too high on the wins, and you can't get too low on the losses, but staying buoyant, staying in the middle there is detaching ourselves from ourselves, from our egos and not getting in the way. So having somebody else to ground you, that's what, the plus, the minus, and the equals are. They're all grounding cables to ground us to somebody else that understands our experience or we understand theirs or is going through the same thing. I feel like that's what Nick's tips are. That's what this is. People that are basically learning with each other and the listeners too. The listeners could be learning or could have something to share. So if you have any books that you want to suggest or you have any other suggestions for us or comments, leave them to us directly You know, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, wherever we're at. We'd love to hear back from you. I think this is a great book, great way to get your head back in the game, whatever game you're playing, whether it's the infinite or just the game of life, get back in the game and understand that you need others to help get you there, especially if you're a self-driven person. Look at the... Solo firms out there and pair up with some others. You don't have to partner your firm, but pair up with some others. You have a buddy that you can go to, a resource that you can go to. If you feel like you can do it all yourself, you're in for a rude awakening at some point, and everything's going to come crashing down. And nobody's going to be there to help you if you've shrugged things off along the way. So always be generous with yourself too and help others.
0: This is similar to something that we've talked about before is about the power of community and the power of having the people around you that are going to... Power of the people. (laughs) There's some P words for you that are going to be those plus, minuses, and equals, and the people that are going to support you in those truth moments and be contributing to those truth moments, whether it's success or failure or continuing on on the current path. So I want to wrap this up, though, with the three things we did with the other book, which was, will you read this again? And who should read this and then give it your rating? <laughs>
1: ah, Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So would I read it as, again? Absolutely. I probably need to read this again. Because every step along the way he goes going to be the enemy. So it's good. This is going to be one of those that I go back to like atomic habits. I think any book that we are doing on here, I don't think I'll allow it on here if I don't give it a five star. So i definitely (laughs) give this a five star. Who is it good for? And I, I don't mean it in a bad way. There's probably some books that won't be a five star, but definitely I'm gonna give this one five and that's just how I feel. We just got a one star review. Any listener, please leave us a five-star review here we just got a just recently got a one star they didn't write anything it's the same thing with the two star they didn't write anything they just left the one or two star review but i did this book i give a five-star review and who is the book for books definitely for anybody i think that non-starters anybody that feels like they have something to learn ego is the enemy and whatever phase they're in whatever step along the way
0: all right i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you a bit with the non-starters because i think that sometimes we are non-starters and sometimes the ego gets in the way. And so we can have ebbs and flows. I'll speak from my perspective or my experience is sometimes I can be riding this almost like a high of like
2: mm-hmm. I'm
0: on the right path and I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And sometimes it is something that knocks the legs out from under you and not even necessarily something that is even inside of that say professional journey. It could be a family member gets sick, you have something happen with your home life. It could be anything, a death in the family, something like that, that then knocks you down. And it sometimes you feel like then you're in a spot of being a non-starter. And it can be something coincidentally or karma or the universe or God, whatever you want to call it, that brings a message into your life that gets you back on that path. So I don't know necessarily that a, somebody who's a non-starter might not hear this. They might hear this. And this could be something that they need to hear.
1: Well, and if you identify yourself as a non-starter, then this book is definitely for you because you'll learn that everybody's non-starters at some point too. And everybody's been there. Everybody's done through that. And this book is a good equalizer because everybody has egos. Even the author admits it, that he's got one. And that's why he had to write this book. He experienced a lot of successes early in life too. He's written a lot of good books, but he's chief marketing officer for American Apparel when he was 20. Twenty-one. there's a lot of early successes that could lead us to ego being the enemy but there could also be a lot of early failures that lead us to ego being the enemy and turn us into non-starters and it could be our lot in life the cards that we were dealt we may think that we're never equipped to get there but there's definitely people like you that have gotten there that have gotten past that non-starting point so look to them as your pluses
0: yeah um, love that
1: Find Love some that. pluses. And you know what? <laughs> I don't know what what the word is, but serendipitous baby or whatever that I call Nick's Tips Plus, the ones with Kenji on there. Cause we call <laughs> him Kenji Plus.
0: Uh, that's we've true. called him
1: Kenji Plus for like a year now. Like we've called him the godfather. He's like our mentor in a lot of ways. And yet he still needs to be mentored mm-hmm. in certain things too. And he's so cognizant of that. So he's a good person that probably doesn't need to read this book, but he's probably already read it. He's probably already lived a lot of this. He definitely does need to read this book too, I'm sure. (laughs) I think I've already recommended it to him. I think he already may have uh, even gotten it, but he's one that I've seen as my plus in a lot of ways. So great, good job. Uh, You're riding the same wave here along the way as I was describing it. You basically grabbed the next statement without even reading what I had wrote.
0: Well, thanks for doing the heavy lifting and reading this one and giving us the abridged version of the bridge. The bridge, oh, I love it. Between atomic, (laughs) between atomic habits and our next one, the infinite game.
1: This is the abridged bridge. (laughs) Oh, I love it.
2: Welcome back to our class. It's the guide. Please take your seats. Step into this unique guidance session Navigate with me It's the capital i I'm fresh C-O-O-T Y-apostrophe-O-K-R-apostrophe-C The show is intended to guide you with advice Vision goals on mission It's time accounting Hi, yeah This profession I think they in the mood for some fun and inspiration Hell okay. yeah Okay What up, Scott? Gotta lead with ambition What's that? Greed? Gotta grab your attention Intention And it's gotta be abundant Public accountants In unexpected places We ask for your attention conversations about the state of the profession emotional intelligence, atomic habits in a bundle, infinite game rye holiday, we stay humble, find your purpose in class with tech apps Jedi mindsets, James Ash has got your back, for health to discuss her vision for the profession, evolution conversation with Jeff Wilson the second and I'ma continue to put the rap down with impact now, and if you're active listening mind the imagination gap now, yeah janitor scott, coming to you live from the closet with a bucket and a mop, so find a cozy spot, we all want financial freedom, A C C O U N T I N G H I G H preach. Putting this course together. Sit back, relax, open your mind, classes and sessions. Guidance, class at accounting high. It's guidance, class at accounting high, and um, it's guidance. Monday in accounting high show. So tune in to the next episode.